You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. On today's pod, we got to talk a little D-backs versus Padres series. Preview the series a little bit. And to do that, we have to bring on Locked On Padres host Javier Reyes. Javi, how are you doing today, sir? I just saw in a little fantasy, uh, not fantasy chat, but our main locked on chat. So Paul, you know, slide in there and say, hey, how are you doing, Javi? Because I didn't know. I had to check the schedule real quick. The Padres coming off a, a sweep against the Rockies. They got swept by the Colorado Rockies. How are you feeling right now, sir? You know, I'd feel a lot better if if Manny Machado. Like, it, it's funny how, like, you know, it, the one thing I will say about Machado really quickly is that the tests did come out negative. So we're not on like DEFCON 1. This is mm-hmm. still one of the most like, uh, uh, I, I don't know what the term, durable uh, players in baseball. So thankfully it wasn't anything serious, but it's just, it's unfortunate that you have the sweep and then the injury. You know what I mean? It's just kind of yeah. like the double-edged of death. You know, it's just very... It just depresses you because things have been going good. They just swept the the Cubs and they, you know, have been one of the best offenses in baseball. Granted, you just went to Coors Field and you played against the Cubs and and such and such. But even nonetheless, it was still really fun. I mean, Luke Voigt was was tearing it up. So, you know, uh, I'm I'm hanging in there though. I'm hanging in there overall uh, ahead of this D back series against a, a, a Diamondbacks team that's very like at least there's stuff, right? Like I feel like there's yeah. stuff to at least be excited about. I imagine we're going to talk about it. So. Yeah, this is not the D-backs team of last season that won only 52 games. They're a lot more competitive this season. And thankfully for Manny Machado, it doesn't seem like it's a Tatis level injury that's going to keep him out, you know, four Mm -hmm. plus months. So I think, um, you know, that's a a saving grace for the Padres. But I mean, I I think, you know, heading into this series against the D-backs, like I'm not happy that he got hurt, but I am going to be happy that I'm not going to see him out there on the field because we know Manny Machado's a stud and he's been one of the best players in the National League this season. So with Manny Machado now out the lineup, like who do I have to be worried about on that Padres team, you know, stepping up and replacing his production just because looking up and down the Padres lineup, there's not a lot of really great offensive seasons outside Manny Machado. And I was looking at the little bench for the Padres. I didn't know Sergio Alcantara was still getting, you know, some games under his belt in the, on the major league level. I thought that guy would be back in AAA by now. So is he the guy we got to worry about with Manny Machado now, not in the lineup? Oh man. Ain't that the question, right, man? Yeah. Uh, yeah Alcantara is kind of the guy right now. And you know, it's, it's really unfortunate because don't get me wrong, they might do some some switcheroos. They might have Jake Cronenworth move around. They might have Hassan Kim move around. He's played third base before, but it's one of the reasons that Manny Machado, or actually I should just say the reason he was the leading candidate for the MVP award was because he was really carrying this Padres offense. And this Padres offense, you know, at the current standing, yeah, some of it's their their more classical stats like batting average, their 14th, on base ninth, runs their sixth. Granted, a little bit bolstered by the aforementioned a uh, little bit of a weak schedule they've played recently, but then they're slugging in home runs, 19th in slugging and 24th in home runs. Imagine taking out Machado from some of their extra things. I didn't even bring up like war and, and WRC plus and some other things, right? Like just in terms of that, you can see why uh, the Padres like Manny Machado was a leading guy, especially without Tatis um, without him. 
there's still guys on this team. And I will say that the Padres first baseman, who I'm going to be Uh-oh. doing a pretend mock trade with you, I think a little oh, bit later, ooh, uh, ooh, just because I, I want to keep things juicy and silly because ooh. you and I, I feel like we're very good at keeping things a little bit juicy and silly every now and then, <laughs> what have you. Um, Especially to th- to this day, still my favorite tweet of the season when you <laughs> tweeted about Madison Bumgarner, which is, I don't know why, but it just broke me. Maybe it's a combination of that like smiling normal picture of yours having it Mm, (laughs) which makes it like 10 times funny the headshot it's like the polite roast you know what i mean um i'd say that with this team aside from the first baseman jake cronenworth has been raking recently so much so that i actually posted his slash line over the past few games that i then deleted because i'm an idiot by accident and was doing really well but basically for this month he looks like he's back and it looks like for the most part maybe it was a factor of Jake Cronenworth was just hurt, right? Like he was just hurt to start the season. I was a little bit worried because his walk rate went down kind of in the second month. The first month he was still walking, so I wasn't all that concerned. Second month he wasn't doing that. It looked like he was trying to hit his way um, out of a slump, right? And sometimes you need to take your pitches more thoughtfully. But lately he's been um, absolutely phenomenal. So he's been stepping up for the fact that the Padres first baseman who performed like an MVP uh, has not been. Um, very good. The ground ball gremlin himself. And then ever since Cronenworth has been picking it up and Jerickson Profar, my dude, Profar, my dude, <laughs> my dude, he has been excellent uh, and is a fringe, dare I say, kind of all-star okay. candidate in terms of like maybe a reserve. I'm not going to say he's a starter because you got Mookie Betts out there. You've got, oh, I'm not going to relax. He's been really solid, man. He's hitting for more power than last year. He's playing really good defense and left. I shouldn't say really good, but he's been playing good defense and left. And I think that that's an underrated part about this team. Tommy Pham was very bad defensively for the Padres last year. And I think we kind of underrated what it would be like to just go from really bad to at minimum above average. And on top of that, the fact that he's just has an equal walk rate and strikeout rate, like he's not striking out too much and he's walking a decent amount, hitting for some decent power, can steal a bag or two, um, good base running and putting in other good at bats for the most part. Uh, I think that's, what's been making profile. So, so good and so valuable for the Padres. Um, this season. And yes, I, I think that as a leadoff hitter, he's been excellent. I know that. And like, if you're a fantasy player, like I know you and I are in, in points leagues, he's killing it right now. <laughs> Profade yeah. is killing it in points leagues. But those are the two guys I'd say are probably the leading the charge for the Padres. And then you have Luke Voigt, who is slugging the ball, striking out a lot and not walking as much as he did in the year, but seems to be finding the power stroke. Absolutely killed it in the Cubs series. A bases clearing double, which prompted me to tweet how I wish that he would kill me in an increasingly crazy way. And a home run. He's had a bunch of home runs. So maybe he's starting to come along. So Padres offense, definitely not what you'll be fearing. But those are the players who are kind of the lead right now, considering they don't have their anchor in the lineup. Listen, I mean, Profar has had a very nice season at points. He's been the second best player in that Padres lineup. But if we're talking all-star reserve, I mean, I still don't think his numbers are there just yet. We'll see once we get closer to the all-star break. But Profar has a nice season um, so far. So I- I'm going to put respect on Profar's name because he's been good this year. I just don't think he's been all-star good. Jake Cronenworth, I think, is a huge swing player because, like you said, his numbers overall on the year haven't been that good. But if he's starting to rake, I think that's going to be great for that Padres lineup because I was looking at – 
looking at the splits of he who may not be named. And yeah, uh, ever since that first month, I mean, they're, they are pretty disgusting. For the last two months, I think he's batting like 150, or like a 460 OPS this month. So it's absolutely uh, disgusting for the first baseman who can't be named. But I think Luke Boy is that swing player maybe for the Padres right now. Mm -hmm. um, just because of that power you mentioned, he seems like he can kind of carry an offense when that swing is working right and he does have that over the fence power that gap power he can do a lot for you in the slugging department so i want to see what's going on with those guys but robinson cano what's going on with him isn't he in the minor leagues or something like could, could he be called up and maybe make a, an impact for this padres team that feels like a diss. that's what it feels <laughs> like that feels like an insult uh you know? look they brought him up and he was just as bad as i had predicted and yeah. i thought um Look, I'm all for curating good vibes and having players that other players want to have in the clubhouse. But sometimes when it comes to the detriment of the on-field success, it's just a little bit too much. Granted, he's in the minor league system now. That very funny photo of him in the SpongeBob kind of uniform that they were playing around with in the uh, minor leagues. like Just God bless the minor leagues and all their gimmicks that they come up with, man. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be an impact guy. For a while, the impact guy that they've called up from the minors has actually been Nomar Mazzara, who's been really solid at just getting base hits and driving guys in for the most part as a fill in for what I expect to be uh, the position right field that the Padres end up trying to make an impact trade for. Maybe they go off and get Austin Hayes, maybe Andrew Benintendi, maybe some other guys, heck, maybe on the low end, like a Robbie Grossman or something like that, right? Like, I think there's other guys in the league right now they're going to be looking at. But for now, Nomar Mazar, he was raking in AAA, and then he got called up. He's been pretty okay. So, again, the Padres getting rare kind of out-of-nowhere little production from some of their their swing guys, like you were mentioning, some of their some of their bench guys. So that's been a really exciting development for sure. Okay, well, it sounds like they got some options that they need to do some patchwork for that offense until Manny Machado returns. And I'm very curious to hear about that fake trade for he who may not be named. But <laughs> if you need patchwork for your car, you need to head to rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Winder, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about his box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, all right. Back here with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. And Javi, we got a, a pretty interesting series in terms of pitching matchups. Friday, we got Davies versus Darvish. I always think that's funny. By the time my listeners are listening to this, I think the first game would have already been played. Um, by the time, Kathy, I'm going to drop this on Tuesday. But it's always a fun time when we square off against Darvish because I always feel like he's either like seven innings, a one-hit ball, or we get to him for like five earned runs. So I think that's going to be an interesting one. Gallon versus Manai on Tuesday is going to be fun. 
on. And then I don't know who's going for the Padres on Wednesday, but it looks like Mad Bum is going to be going for the D-backs in the series finale. And it always seems like somehow Mad Bum's rotations always line up with whenever he plays the Padres. But I want to ask you a little bit about how you feel about Sean Manaya because I felt like he looked dominant in that first start. I saw him against the D-backs earlier in the season, but his numbers haven't been dominant as to what I thought maybe they would have been since seeing him that opening weekend. So how have you felt Sean Manaya has been to the Padres so far this year? Um, I've apologies to my listeners who have heard this a lot, but I think Sean Manaya is an excellent guy when you consider that he's your four or five uh, on this mm-hmm. Padres team. As a leading guy, he has leading ace stuff. I mean, he's thrown a no hitter before. He has those games where he's going to go eight innings, nine strikeouts, one walk, no runs, like stuff like that, right? Like he's going to have those outings. He hasn't had a lot of them as of late, which has been a little bit concerning for the Padres but kind of a guy who you know is going to go out there, give you innings, give you a decent amount of strikeouts. But in the case of uh, one Christian Walker, maybe some other guy, maybe your boy Jordan Luplo, uh, maybe mm. maybe some Dalton Varsho, mm, maybe hey. some Cattell Marte, uh, guys who tend Ugh. to hit the ball a little bit harder than others, right? Like he came up really hard contact on those sinkers that he tends to throw a lot. I think he's still like a pretty okay pitcher though. I think he's due for a really good start. Like I said, I think he's due for one of those dominant starts, whether or not it comes against the D backs or a team. Like I think the the Padres have the Tigers coming up at some point. Do they, or am I looking at the, the, Oh no, that's the D backs. They have the, the Tigers. Oh, good for you guys. We have the, the Phillies, <laughs> maybe, maybe the Phillies. Yeah. The, I don't know if we'll get a go against the Phillies. Javi, did we lose you? Are you still there, Javi? Phillies are the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I think he's really good uh, when you consider his role on the team. When he's a guy that's on a team with, you know, you Darvish. When he's on the team with Joe Musgrove, Mackenzie Gore has had a little bit of a step back uh, oh. recently, getting lit up by the Rockies. He was due, although it was a second bad start in a row. So we'll see how that develops. And then you've still got, you know, guys like Snell and Nick Martinez, who I think has been really underrated for the team this year. So. Uh, that's really how I view Manaya, just the consistency, you know what you're going to get. Um, and I think that's been why they've been so, so good this year. So, Yeah, and one thing that you brought up that I think is going to be interesting about this series, because you mentioned Ketel Marte. I don't know if we're going to see him this series. He's dealing with like a little bit of a hamstring hmm. strain right now, and he's been out the lineup the last couple games, and I don't think he's playing in this first game against um, you, Darvish. So I think that's going to be an interesting pivot point in this series, the Ketel Marte versus no man Machado on the San Diego Padres sidelines. Um, How do the offenses respond without those guys? And the D-backs, they look pretty good against the Twins without Ketel Marte. Dalton Varsho also got a little nicked up in that series as well. He didn't play in that series finale against the Twins. And I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the lineup, so I'm not sure if he's starting this first game against the Padres. So there's a possibility you don't see Dalton Varsho or Ketel Marte in this series. And so the D-backs are going to need some other guys step up and maybe one of those guys can be Alec Thomas, who we've seen be a pretty good rookie so far this season. I made the case on podcast mm-hmm. last week. I think you could finish top five in NL rookie of the year voting. Your guy, Mackenzie Gore, seems to be the runaway favorite right now. But, you know, he's coming off those couple back to back tough starts. Hey. Maybe Alec Hey. I know the Padres fans don't want to hear it, but, and I said this a few weeks back, but look, on top of the fact that he's had some poor starts. He struggled with control in the minors. If that becomes something that flares up again, and it's like, oh my God, this is why he fell off prospect radars in the first place. Also, just the sense of position players. 
right? Position players are probably going to get the upper hand when it comes to awards and stuff. So whether that's bringing up Nolan Gorman of the St. Louis Cardinals, right? Whether Seiya Suzuki ends up figuring it out later on in the year when he comes back off the IL, right? And then your boy, Alec Thomas. Um, absolutely. I, I, I could see that. I think it is fair to say, you know, maybe if the odds are looking right, you know what I mean? Maybe you'd, you'd consider it because of the positional player thing. Um, but yeah, man, and Ketel Marte, the inferior second baseman between uh, both of our teams, of course. Um, Jake Cronenworth wow. batting 380, right? With a 482 on base, OPS over 1,000. I mean, oh, wait, that's just his last uh, 18 games. But nonetheless, he's still been great. Oh. <laughs> I'm just illustrating man. how Cronenworth really does seem to look like he's turning around. Ever since the Milwaukee series, his last 18 games, those are his numbers. Um, but yeah, I mean... That's the big thing. Now, I'm, I am wondering, though, about, you know, there's a lot of players on your team that I think are a little bit more interesting this year. I want to save my boy Christian Walker for last, but I do want to ask because I saw a, an alert pop up on my phone. I forgot when, but it popped up uh, not too long ago. It was about my favorite pitcher, Mr. Madison Bumgarner, who a while ago you had tweeted saying, I predicted Madison Bumgarner to go seven innings and four runs. <laughs> He's given me the four runs. Now I just need the seven hits. <laughs> Still remind me of anyone on the Lockdown Network. I saw that the D-backs are open to trading him. 3.45 ERA I'm looking at right now. 23 uh-huh. walks. That's in the world. But is he like that fringe kind of starter that maybe some teams will be after? What's the word? What's the vibe on the Christian, uh, not the Christian Walker, the Madison Bumgarner, my least favorite pitcher in baseball being on the trade block? Yeah, I haven't. I don't know too much about the vibe as to whether how the D backs feel about him. I feel like the D backs would probably be more inclined to maybe keep Madison Bumgarner just because I feel like they would want that veteran on their roster. They paid the money for mm-hmm. him. And I don't know. I feel like they would still want to keep a team together that could maybe compete for the postseason over the next couple of years. But personally, I feel like if they could move off Madison Bumgarner, I think they should because I don't think his value will ever be higher than what it is maybe right now because he's only going to be older. And if Brent Strom ever decides to leave the D-backs over the next two seasons while Madison Bumgarner is still under contract, I just don't think Madison Bumgarner would look the same out of Brent Strom. Um, would look the same without Brent Strom. And I think if you traded Mad Bum, it, it could potentially be be a fleece just because like i said whoever acquires him if they don't have a pitching coach as good as strom i just don't know you're going to get the same guy back and i'm not even sure the d-backs would get a great return back from mad bum because a lot of those deals where you trade you know the the mad bum level players you know guys who are on the back end of their careers who are still effective but you know more more expected to be number four number five starters in some rotation those guys usually donate you back blue chip prospects or something if you're lucky you could get back some 18 year old who might be like the 28th best prospect in someone's organization that's like the best case scenario so i think i would move mad bum just because i want to get off that salary and maybe i could use that money to go spend on some other players um during the off season you know the next off season um but i i mad bum i don't think you're going to get a great value for him and i would probably want to move him just to get off the money but i don't think the return would be anything great no he's old He's not, he's not very mm. effective. He doesn't have Brent Strom. I just mm. don't know. You know what I mean? How do you feel? Yeah. Would you want a mad bone? I, I, mean, I don't know. He's... I think you're back. <laughs> you're back, buddy. <laughs> uh, so if you want to re- restart with what you said, I don't remember where we even started off or how we finished, but um, you're I allowed to I take it wherever. I think I wouldn't buy. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you want to pivot to a new, a new question, also feel free to do that. The floor is yours. Finish the thought you had or pivot to wherever you want to go. 
<laughs> um, I was just saying, yeah, man, uh, Madison Bumgarner would absolutely not want him on my, my team. Tainted players, uh, as you Dang. know. Just uh, not a fan of the guy. Not a fan of the guy, and I think that like you said, with the pitching coach and all that stuff, I'm not sure how you would. But, I mean, then again, you know there are going to be teams that are desperate for starting pitching. And considering his contract and all that, maybe they give him away for nothing, right? Like, that's possible that the team is like, all right, we'll give you our 28th ranked prospect. And the deep backs are like, sure. <laughs> you know, so I could see that just for a guy who's been there before. In fairness, he has had that playoff success. So maybe for a big contender that doesn't really care too too much about the money and has some ex, uh, expendable prospects. Maybe, maybe just maybe. Yeah. I just feel like also how much would the D backs have to eat of the contract? If it's like half of it. Sure. I just feel like True. the D backs are probably going to spend, uh, eat some of the money, no matter where they trade map them to just because that's how baseball deals work. So, I'm not sure if Mad Bum would be a boost to any rotation, but it, I'm sure someone could convince himself, hey, he's got that playoff experience like you talked about. He's been on the big stage, so why not add him to be our number four, number five starter and just eat some innings for us as we head toward the postseason? Maybe he can be a boost in that kind of situation. And I still need to hear that fake trade from you, Javi, on he who may not be named. But if you need a boost to start your day, you need to eat some Bilt Bars because Bilt Bars are absolutely delicious. And the reason why I love Bilt Bars is because I'm a health-conscious guy. I'm trying to work out every day, but my biggest issue is I have a sweet tooth. I like to eat candy. I like to eat junk food, but it's okay because Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar. That's low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for the keto diet. And they have these things called puffs, which are marshmallow infused or protein as well covered in covered in 100 real chocolate soft and easy to chew like all built bars so just go to built.com use promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 off your next order promo code lock 15 for 15 off at built.com all right javi let's get back into the podcast and i don't mm -hmm. know is it time i feel like we also may have to end um the podcast maybe with a little wager maybe a little finale mm. wager Mad mm -hmm. Bum that third game, maybe we'll just make it about that third game, the Mad Bum star, because that's all we have. <laughs> yeah, right. Is the stars that Mad Bum has, so maybe we'll just make it about that third game. But I don't know. Maybe it's time to drop that fake mock trade that you have on us. Drop the bomb. So this trade has to revolve around the ground ball gremlin, he who must not be named mm. for the Diamondbacks' Christian Walker. Oh, okay. this is my oh. dream. This oh, is my dream know. trade. Oh, this would save the San Diego Padres. Okay. A team that I mentioned before, lacking in the power department, lacking in the slugging department. I don't care about his batting average. Guess what? It's going to go up. All right. His Babbitt position. <laughs> Man, talking about he who may not be named looked like it just broke Javi. Oh, he's coming back. Yeah, I think it just broke me. I think it broke me again. My internet stinks. You said bad. My internet you is so bad. About BABIP and then it broke you. His BABIP, his average is going up because that BABIP <laughs> is it good? What's his BABIP? Yeah. Uh, I think that he's been a 240, 250 hitter before. So I think that coupled with his just decent walk rate he's been doing this year, mm. his isolated power. I'm buying everything on Christian Walker. And I don't know if you knew this, Millard. One of the better defensive first basemen in baseball. Leads oh. the league. In defensive runs saved and about above average at the position by a wide margin, by the way. He has nine. Next closest person is four. It's it's Christian Walker's been good. So I ask you, Millard, what kind of prospects do you need? Because I don't think that the D backs necessarily are in the market for catching prospects. Am I correct in that assumption? 
I would assume so. Just okay. based off that man, <laughs> Kelly, he's still pretty young. I mean, he's having a pretty tough season. And Dalton Varsha, if they ever want to say, hey, get back there behind the plate, he came up as a catcher. So you never know. They got options. I say that the Padres send over your way, Mr. James Wood, in this deal. All right? James Wood, an absolute okay. tank. He hits he hits bombs. Let me, let, me right. believe, let me tell you, he's one of the Padres' top prospects. If you look right now, I think they have, yeah, they have him at number four on MLB.com. Wow. I'd also, for sure, throw in Jackson Merrill. What's that guy's <laughs> name? The, oh. what, what else? Did I blank again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So whose name? You, I got the Jackson Merrill in, okay? And then what happened <laughs> after that? This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. I'm cursed right now. Uh, Jackson Merrill and... Uh-huh. I'll even throw in a, a Joshua like Mears. Oh, a Joshua Mears, who's a pretty decent outfield prospect. So I'm giving you all of that, and we'll even eat some of the salary oh, of one of that you. must not be named. What do you say about something like that? Now, this is a rough. This is a a, a possible. This is these are like the, the this is the the blueprint of mm. a trade that would save these San Diego Padres. What do you think? Well, this number one. Is. Do the D-backs want to deal with the Padres and make them better? That, that's, a, that's a question they have to ask, helping out an NL West rival. I don't know. Number two, uh, do they want Eric Hosmer back just to eat them? You know, take some, I guess you would eat some of the money, but why would they want Hosmer back just because of the prospects that they're getting back? The prospects would be enticing, but Christian Walker is so cheap playing first base right now. They might just rather keep Christian Walker than as to go with the prospect route. The prospects do sound enticing. They sound like they could be pretty good, but they might rather just keep the 30-year-old Christian Walker who's making pretty much no money. I do think it's a fascinating deal that maybe the D-backs could think about. Um, I think to maybe make the deal happen, maybe you do it and just leave Eric Hosmer out of it out of it if you aren't christian walker and just offer up the prospects and you might just have to keep eating the hosmer deal um unless you want to eat all of it and then send him the d-backs away but i I feel like the biggest hiccup in that deal would be the d-back trying to help out the padres and sending him uh sending them christian walker but i think you might be surprised with christian walker because he's a great defensive player but he smashes home runs we know he's one of the top home run hitters in baseball but he likes to hit cleanup every day, and his biggest issue is he does not hit with runners in scoring position. Most of his mm-hmm. home runs come with no one on the bases. If, if like the Sunday's game was a perfect mm-hmm. microcosm of Christian Walker's season, he had two solo shots, but he also struck out with men on first and third and nobody out. So I think you'll be kind of frustrated with Christian Walker because you're mm-hmm. expecting those home runs to come with the men on. And then a lot of those times you're like, man, Christian Walker, really good when there's no one on the bases. Kind of need him to come through with runners in scoring position. So I think it's a fascinating tale. But I'm not sure if those two teams would actually make the make the deal happen. But I think the prospects are intriguing. Is there any way you would do Christian Walker for Gore? Hmm. Mm, no, I don't. Th- I think Gore's become a tradable at this point. Look, I'm just saying that I just really it is incredible how literally anything except for the, the guy that they have at first base would improve the Padres so much. I'm talking uh, who the heck is out there? I, I'll take a. I don't even know. I can't even why think of the first baseman. Uh, why can't you guys just promote the prospects then and then just play them over he who may not be named? I mean, they're just trying to get something out of him. And he's just really well beloved and beloved in the locker room, which is something they take into account. It's just kind of, I don't know. But if he does continue to perform like this, I think there will come a point, especially if they're still being really competitive that they might be like, what are we like? Fans are going to lose their mind. If another player comes out saying 
and um like we love this guy and it's like all right cool he's hitting 140 like can you guys stop defending this guy just because you like him in the locker room when he doesn't produce because then it, it looks like a big middle finger to the fans sometimes so we'll see how it all pans out it's just me messing around i doubt that the the d-backs would do this i doubt that they would help the padres and just there's really no way i think the closest we got was with that mets trade um, before the season that was almost almost according to sources which keeps happening to the Padres unfortunately uh, something that might have gone through uh, just like my connection uh, at one point might have gone through apparently because we've been lagging a whole lot on this podcast so uh, maybe with that let me just conclude by asking because I love asking about him every time before I lag out again uh, how's my boy how's the shark doing who you I believe <laughs> tweeted at one point uh i'm done with melanson (laughs) like not too long ago so how has it been for a guy who are dare i say one of the worst developments for the d-backs this season because they acquired him on the cheap and they thought let's have him do well and then trade him at the deadline maybe for some prospects no he's been a huge disappointment i think with how the d-backs started the season if mark melanson was pretty good i think they might have been more aggressive at the trade deadline not want to trade him at the deadline because i know a lot of people speculated that like they were just signing melanson to move him at the deadline like i don't know if i felt that way d-backs keep telling us that they want to compete in the near future and like they're not that far away from the postseason so i actually thought they signed mark melanson because they've been so terrible with their bullpen during the mike hazen era that he was like let me just go out there and get an all-star who might be you know uh, a little bit past his prime but he still led the national league and saves last time he saw him so i think him struggling has been a huge disappointment for this d-backs team because the through line over the d-backs you know lack of success the last few years has been the bullpen or lack thereof because they have not been able to figure out the closer situation and mark melanson is supposed to be the stabilizing force but like you've seen from my twitter if you just look on d-backs twitter and the community everyone is off the mark the shark bandwagon whenever it's like a two we have a two-run lead and we need someone to close it mark melanson is always the answer and it just feels like Anything can go possible. He always allows at least one hit, one walk, always puts one or two guys on the bases, and you just never feel confident in him. He never just goes out there and has like a 12-pitch just clean outing. He always has to get to uh, – he always has to raise your anxiety a little bit and, and get your nerves up. So Mark Melanson, I don't think he's adored by D-backs fans right now, and everyone is clamoring for him to not be the closer um, going forward. Maybe Ian Kendi, but the back end of the bullpen is a disaster for the D-backs. They have one guy who has been phenomenal in the D-backs, really, two guys Kyle Nelson's been pretty good as well but Joe Mantiply if you're talking all-stars he's going to be an all-star this season as a reliever because I think he has like 0.35 ERA and he's literally allowed one earned run over like 40 innings pitch this season so he's going to be an all-star and not many people know who he is yeah he, maybe he gets that closer role at some point who knows and maybe they just might give up on the Melanson thing we'll have to see we'll yeah. have to see man uh, we'll have- but that's it for my questioning man I man Christian Walker I don't know what happened I think I just started fantasizing over anyone that's a first baseman not to mention the years of control like you mentioned he's got two more years and he's not making anything right now i mean as a d-backs guy i don't think i would be opposed to the trade you offered i have to look Mm -hmm. more into the prospects and see um Mm -hmm. i'm not really too up on you know organizations their top prospects. so i would have to look more (laughs) into the guys but if you're offering me you know the number four best prospect in the Padres organization. Like that's better than what we got back for Eduardo Escobar. He sounds like you're giving me a package. We just got back freaking Cooper Hummel and someone else for Eduardo Escobar last season. Though That's not a good package at all. So that, that, that might be interesting um, for Christian Walker, but yeah, 
Javi, looks like we got a fun series. We might have to do a little wager off air as we usually do for Madison mm-hmm. Bumgarner start. And uh, well wishes to your Padres this series. Hopefully we can keep the trend going. The Rockies just took you guys out on a sweep, and hopefully the D-backs can keep your lack of success going. Uh, dance it out. <laughs> Where can the D-backs listeners find you on social media? Uh, you guys could find me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or at L-O underscore Padres for live tweets of stuff during the game. And I'm going to be writing a little bit about Christian Walker for Just Baseball, actually, Ooh. which is one reason I wanted to talk about him here. Uh, so that should be out soon. What's it says soon as I get to finish it. And if you want a bunch of jokes, then that's what I usually do in my articles and way too many pop culture references. But uh, yeah, everybody check that out. Oh, we're getting a little Christian Walker article on Just Baseball. Going to have to go check that out. Thank you, Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres for making time for me today, sir. And for your listeners, at Creator Thomas 24 for my personal account. Or look up Lockdown Diamondbacks, both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And, of course, both our shows are on YouTube. So go check out our YouTube accounts as well. Javi, catch you next time, buddy. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. You should have part two with Sully Baseball. As always, stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you for making Lockdown Dying Back your first listen every day. And deuces. Come on, come on, come on.